Welcome back to Round Guy, the podcast. We're on the phone with author John Bain and, and a frequent uh, contributor to Round Guy, the podcast. Welcome to the program, John. Hey, thanks for having me back today, Dave. Really appreciate it. So you were in Richland today at the library uh, with a book that you authored. Let, let, tell our listeners what the title of that book is. The title is Christie's Journey, The Beat Goes On. So uh, how was the event received there at the library? Oh, it was very nice. Uh, we had a nice group of people there today and uh, um, nice uh, questions and answer, answer period and back and forth. And uh, I think uh, I, I definitely enjoyed it. And I, I got the impression the folks that attended did too. So when you get that, then, uh, you know, things have gone pretty well. Well, John uh, has written a book about uh, – how his faith got his family through uh, some medical situations with his daughter. And I'm going to let you tell, uh, tell our listeners about it and uh, how the uh, crowd responded to the book and the, and the uh, talk that you gave about it. But I just wanted to mention that John has been on, helped us with several episodes. You know, he was with us on the Wapalo, Iowa and the Washington, Iowa ones that were so well received by our listeners. And, uh, well, Really, we, we're over 200 episodes in, and uh, in the first season, like in the first, I don't know, 20 episodes, John was our guest uh, with this book. He'd just written the book. I think we got the first interview out of him on that book, but that, that really helped us break through. I was, that's the reason we got a second season, and now we're into a third season is all because John put us on the map. and. We thank you for that, but let, let's you let our listeners know about this book. Tell us about the the journey. Well, I will, but first of all, thank you for all those kind words, and uh, you and the round guy, uh, the effort that you put into your show pays off because uh, your listeners can hear that your passion in it. So there's a lot that credit goes to you for and, and the round guy. So just don't forget that. But yeah, so the story of my my daughter Christy. Uh, back on June 11th of 2019, uh, she was at work, just having a normal day and a normal afternoon. And I should start also by saying that she lives in Northeast Texas, near Texarkana, Texas. And that's about an 11 and a half, 12 hour drive from here, depending on when you stop and for how long. But anyway, she was at work that afternoon on June 11th, 2019, and uh, went into cardiac arrest at, at her job location and fortunately um she had people there that that helped her and she also when she went into cardiac arrest there was a big floor safe that was in her office one of those big old-fashioned kind that you got to take a two sticks of dynamite to blow open the door that type of uh safe and uh when she went into cardiac arrest when she fell down her right temple <clears throat> on her head, she hit her right temple. And uh, so when her coworkers found her, they found her lying in a pool of blood and in cardiac arrest. So fortunately, a lot of good things happened in this uh, terrible situation. The first thing was she had people there to start to help her, to get her help. Had she been at home with her infant son who was just born, my grandson who was just born two and a half months before this occurred, we wouldn't be talking about a, a happy ending uh, at this point in time. So 
very blessed. The Lord lined up people, her co-workers, to start CPR and to get her help, to Officer Michael Wade, the mm-hmm. police officer that took over and did CPR until the uh, paramedics got there. <laughs> and then the whole, just the whole group of people on through, through the process. And what we found out was when she got to the, the hospital and after several days of trying to figure out what spurred this, at first they thought it was, uh, 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 oh gosh, I got, I can't think of the name of it right now. It escapes me, but it deals with uh, um, cardio, postpartum cardiomyopathy. I almost sound like a doctor when I say that. That was something that happened. (laughs) (laughs) Happens sometimes when uh, it's very rare in the United States when a woman uh, experiences postpartum cardiomyopathy, and only like twelve hundred women a year go through that. At first, that's what they thought she had experienced. Upon further uh, upon further investigation, they discovered that she was her pulmonary artery was on the wrong side of her heart. She had a birth defect in her heart that we never knew about for 29 years. And to sum all this up, uh, her doctor, Dr. Kevin Hayes, and Dr. Kevin, Dr. Kevin Hayes and Dr. Gregory White uh, in, at Christus St. Michael Hospital in Texarkana, Texas, discovered this, and they got her the help that she needed at the Cleveland Clinic in Cleveland, Ohio, where she was flown from Texas on a medical transport plane to Ohio to have the corrective surgery by Dr. Hani Najem. And the interesting thing, lots of interesting things about Dr. Najem, he had just uh, started practicing in the United States three years earlier. He's originally from Saudi Arabia. So, and most of his patients were, uh, were children. And he actually has performed like around 5,000 of these surgeries and he also performed Christie's because unfortunately people that end up with this condition and this birth defect a lot of times don't make it past their teenage years because they'll be out on the playing field or you know in a a game or a practice or whatever doing normal teenage things and overexert themselves and end up dying so we were very blessed and we had all these the Lord lined up all these angels to help us. We also know our family does that other families go through things like this and worse things than us. And sometimes they don't get the result that they are hoping and praying for. And we recognize how fortunate we are. We don't know why, um, what the Lord's plan is. That's the Lord's plan, but we do know we are definitely fortunate. So she had the corrective surgery and uh, is doing great and is thriving now. Well, that sure is a, a inspiring story, and it just seems like all your prayers were answered all the way through, and uh, uh, you had to have something to center yourself around when they're, for your family, and uh, it seems like your faith really carried you and your you and your family and your wife and your grandchild. It was all affected by this. Yeah. You get tested on a lot of things, but it was interesting today. One of our, one of our family friends was at the uh, library in Richland today, and one of the things that she said to me was that she remembers when our family was going through this, that really no one in our family said, why us? 
we didn't focus on, you know, why Christy, why us, why did this happen to us? And she said, you, your whole family, nobody in your family ever really, they never said that or focused on that. And I said, no, because we needed to figure out how to fix it. <laughs> and I guess that's just, you know, the way we were brought up. You were too busy moving forward to, to question it, I guess. Exactly. Yeah. Well, so, uh, I mean, obviously it inspired, you know, other people were inspired and then you were able to write this book and then, uh, somehow a Christian publishing company just got a hold of you out of the blue because you were really kind of, yeah. you hadn't had a, uh, much luck getting it published, did you? No, it was amazing what, what happened through this process. One day, I started writing this book in January of 2020 and, and I never, you know, I never thought it would ever be a published book or anything like that. I just thought, Hey, I need to document this for our family and especially for my grandkids so that Natalie and Weston knew what their mother went through and, and, uh, how it all turned out. But as I was, as I said, I started in January of 2020 by March of 2020, I started to get a little more serious about it because I uh, started noticing on my word count on uh, in the software that I was working with in Microsoft Office Word, I was around 10,000 words typed. And I'm like, I would read it and I'm like, hey, this is really starting to form into something. And one day I got an email from Christian Faith Publishing and it said, do you want to turn the subject was do you want to turn your manuscript into a into a book if so you know click our take our survey and i was like well i might as well take this survey so i answered the questions and and like two days later i get a phone call from christian faith publishing and a lady said that i they got my survey and uh she said so it sounds like you're you're writing a manuscript that you'd like to turn into a book and i said I think so. And she goes, well, what's it about? So I told her. And after I told her, she told me, you're giving me chills. And I said, well, is that a good thing? And she goes, yeah, that's a good thing. So we talked a little bit more and she said, hey, would you mind if I call you back every once in a while and see how things are going and give you words of encouragement? And I said, sure, that'd be fine. And then she said, "How did, if you don't mind me asking, how did you uh, find out about Christian Faith Publishing? And I told her, I said, I, to be quite honest, I said, I got an email and I said, I don't know if it was Google algorithms or a higher power. Well, today I know it was a higher power leading me in the direction that I needed to go to, to make this happen. So it, uh, I ended up, uh, submitting the finished manuscript in August of 2020, actually August 10th, <clears throat> the day that famous Doratio hit and, uh, um, I happened to submit it about an hour before it started storming, which was just interesting in itself. But uh, surprised the lady that I had been talking with off and on because she didn't think she was going to hear anything from me until about November. And I had submitted it in August. She told me it'd take about um, five to six business days before, before they could get back to me. But they have a, a six-person review board read the manuscripts that come in. And well, they got back to me in four days and said that I passed all the criteria from all six um, review me review board members. And if I wanted to go forward, they did too. And so what well, we did. 
That is right. We're, we're talking to uh, John Bain, a uh, re resident of Wayland, Iowa, and author of the book Christine's Journey, Christie's Journey, uh, The Beat Goes On, uh, a story about uh, his daughter's medical procedure or heart procedure with a rare heart procedure uh, and how his family's faith kept his family together. And uh, they were luckily that all that the, they needed was there in front of them almost miraculously all the, all the way through this. And uh, uh, his daughter lived through the, the procedure uh, and uh, she was able to, take care of her young child and John's grandchild. And uh, he wrote this amazing book and he spent the day in Richland, Iowa at the library to what seemed to be a completely packed house. Uh, <laughs> let's talk a little bit about Richland and your uh, reception and experience with that. Well, it was, uh, it was a nice crowd. I wouldn't say it wasn't packed. There was still enough room. You could social distance if you felt like it, but it was a good crowd and it was a, uh, it was nice. I had some family and friends that attended as well, but was which was wonderful. But then it was also wonderful to see new faces, so that I could I could tell our story. And I really do feel like it's a calling to tell our story and share uh, our our story about God's miraculous healing power and love that He shows not only us but others as well. And uh, it was really a uh, it was like I said, it was a, a nice. Nice afternoon with some good people, and uh, what was really neat too is whenever I get a chance to talk to people, I and and when I at the end when I'm wrapping up the presentation, I, I tell people where they can get a copy of the book, and you know, right there at the Richland Public Library, they can get a copy. And uh, Cindy McCann, the director, said, "Well, today they can't because it's checked out." And she goes, and it seems to get checked out a lot. And I, that, as a writer, that really made me feel good. And it was nice to know that uh, people are are um, checking it out to, at the local libraries. And it's also available locally in southeast Iowa at the Washington Public Library and also at uh, the Kelowna Public Library. And then it's also in a couple of stores, in, in one in Washington at the Village on the Square, and then also in Kelowna at the Kelowna Historical Museum gift shop. So there's ways locally you can purchase it, and you can also purchase it online. It's virtually available everywhere books are sold online. I mean, it's on Walmart.com, Amazon.com, Barnes & Noble, Books A Million. It's out there. So there are lots of ways for people to have a chance to, to uh, read our story. So if one of our listeners wants an autographed copy, how could they get a hold of you and make that happen? Well, the uh, best way to do that would be to go on my book's Facebook page. The Facebook page is called Christie's Journey, The Beat Goes On, and you can send me a message, and if you'd like an autographed copy, I'd be happy to uh, to work that out with you. Uh, depending on where you're at, uh, shipping costs may be very minimal, or if you're in Australia and hearing this, it'd be a lot more expensive, <laughs> but that's just because it's costs a lot more to get something to Australia. But in any case, if they just reach out to me at the, the book's Facebook page, Christie's Journey, The Beat Goes On, I'd be happy to, to make that happen for them. Well, uh, now that you mentioned, I would like to mention, we do have, we are growing with a lot of international listeners. And uh, as I started covering the uh, Heartlanders hockey, we are developing a little following in Canada also. So uh, 
Wow. Uh, we're, we are getting the word wow. out, and it's really coming uh, along. We've got over 2,000 listeners now and uh, over 200 episodes. Awesome. And, well, uh, I want to take this opportunity, opportunity to say hello to our neighbors in the north uh, in Canada. So hello to all you you Canadians. I hope uh, hope you're enjoying the show. Canadians, Wisconsinans, Minnesotans, we, we, we're, we're popular where it's cold out. Uh. <laughs> anyway, uh, it's been uh, really good to talk to you. Uh, let me ask you a little bit about these libraries that you've been to. Not every author is uh, willing to come to Richland and Kelowna and, you know, they might go to Des Moines or Iowa City or something, but you're you're taking kind of a, a, a maybe a small town appeal with your book, or uh... well, the, well, you know, I, I look at it as uh, it's my opportunity to share our story, and I think that I believe that that is my calling to do that. And I've even been to uh, um, to Texas, down where my daughter lives in northeast Texas, to a library there, and um, willing to do that in other libraries in that area, just. You know, it's one of those things where, I mean, this is a true story. This has really happened. And I want people that are in our neighborhood, so to speak, to know about it, know that, uh, you know, good things do happen. And I'm willing to, to go to, to different places and share our experience. It's a very uplifting story and message. Uh, and uh, people are, you know, really catching. I've heard the, the book has uh, at least doubled the regular book sales, hasn't it? Yeah, that's uh, that's for sure. Uh, one of the things that uh, I've 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 Googled and uh, how much of that we can trust. I mean, you know, we always have to be careful of where we get our information from. But I've looked at different uh, different ways of trying to figure this out to see what the average author um, how many books they sell, and it, you know, this puts every author that's out there from. Bill O'Reilly and Oprah Winfrey and Stephen King all the way down to John Bain and anybody in between. And the average author uh, sells 250 copies of their book. So I've uh, far exceeded that and I continue to keep doing that because I want it. The goal is to, to tell as many people as possible and, you know, opportunities like this on your podcast to share share our story is wonderful and I, I i really appreciate having this opportunity so yeah we've been very uh very blessed so far and we're going to keep at it and uh one of the things about it too as uh an author who's published will know uh the the main your main promotional team is yourself so uh that's the thing too we have to authors have to work real hard to get the word out and get people to know about their book so well, you certainly plug in your help you're certainly plugging along at it. So what are your impressions of some of these libraries around you? What was the Richland Library like? Oh, wonderful library. I I didn't know they had such a nice uh, basement reception area. That's where we did the presentation today. And they just got some new carpeting down in there. It looks really great. And the library itself is, is a wonderful library. And from what I could tell, the community appreciates it and uh, uses the library. And, and uh, the, you've got a gem there in Richland. Yeah, they mentioned that that they said they did. They were they were in the process of doing a bunch of remodeling, and they were kind of looking for an event to kind of show off the stuff. And then you came in there uh, with your perfect timing, and uh, 
you got a lot of uh, uh, coverage too, didn't you? There's several newspapers that yeah. mentioned it. Yeah, I really uh, want to thank the uh, Southeast Iowa Union. And on Thursdays, they they have um, different versions of the union for uh, Washington, Fairfield, and Mount Pleasant. And I was fortunate enough, uh, my event and uh, interview with me happened to make the front page of all of those editions. And I was actually on the, uh, the upper fold of the... Uh, Fairfield Ledger, and uh, it was really nice. It was a nice interview and a great opportunity, and to uh, to have more folks learn about it, our story. And I've actually hit, saw somebody today that um, obviously, of course, some folks there at the library had, had seen the newspaper, but I ran into some other folks too in in other locations today that said that they had read the article and really thought it was nice and wished me well. So, yeah, but I do thank Southeast Iowa um, Union for that. And also I think KCII Radio, place where I used to work, uh, they, they shared this event today on their community calendar on their website and also over the air. So thank you to all the folks at KCII Radio as well. Yeah, KCII is a tremendous resource, you know, for the local stuff that we cover. I mean, we don't have a better resource than KCII and also, that Thunder Country in Albia, you know, really covers the uh, Southeast Iowa. About as it's about the best resource, and then these papers that you mentioned. Uh, well, uh, we sure appreciate having you on, John. Uh, let me ask you a question here: If you were, uh, if someone that's listening new uh, uh, isn't familiar with our our podcast, is there an episode or two you could recommend? Yeah, I was just. Re- well, I, recently I uh, listened to several of them as Andrea, my wife, and I drove back from visiting our daughter Christy and her family in Texas, and uh, I really enjoyed the uh, the John Wayne Museum episode. I really enjoyed the uh, the American Gothic episode in, the El- in Eldon, Iowa, at the American Gothic House and Museum. Then I was listening to hockey. Um, interview with one of the hockey fans from Washington that had just got back from a game up there in uh, Coralville. And you guys guys have a wide range of topics and uh, interesting people and interesting places. And a lot of times, you know, and it's like, like it was mentioned in some of those interviews, people that live in the areas where these things exist, an example would be New York City, where the Statue of Liberty is, and people live there their whole life and never go see it. Well, we've got that same scenario with some of these places, and hopefully, I know it's inspired me to to get to more of them. I definitely want to go to that John Wayne Museum, and, uh, um, you know, I think uh, you guys, you and the the round guy are out there getting it done and letting us know you and Steve are doing a great job, and uh, it's it's nice to learn about these things and to celebrate them, and, you know, you're talking about you know, people that listen like you where it's cold. Well, when it ain't cold, it's hotter than heck. <laughs> but the thing is, uh, there's there's a lot here for us to be proud of and to exhibit and to to shine. And like a friend of mine in the TV sales business used to say, there we've got a lot of gems and nuggets, and uh, we definitely have that here in Southeast Iowa. And you guys are doing a good job highlighting those well round guy he wants to every monday he's doing an interview in a different museum and stuff uh we Uh interviewed the carnegie library or the carnegie museum in fairfield 
and found out that they actually have uh, Johnny Carson's mom's sewing machine. And Pop then there. we called up the Johnny Carson uh, birthplace museum, who really doesn't have anything of the families yeah. at all. So we're trying to broker a trade, you know, uh, between the two. And I think we're going to be uh, able to make that happen. But I'll break a little news here. Uh, next Monday, uh, we're going to be interviewing the Iowa Rock and Roll Hall of Fame uh, about their class that's coming up. And then, uh, you know, the exhibits that they have up there. So we'll we'll keep everybody updated. John, we couldn't do this without you. Uh, we sure appreciate you at Round Guy the Podcast. This has been author John Bain of Wayland, Iowa. Uh, you got anything to say before we wrap it up? Just uh, thanks so much, and you guys keep doing what you're doing. You're on the right track, and uh, obviously your growth is in listenership and, and the continued episodes is proving that. So keep on keeping on, Dave. All right. Thanks, John. Uh, thanks for coming to Richland. We sure appreciate the uh, entertainment. I'm glad to have been there. I appreciate it, too. Right. Take care. Bye.